I'd like to thank all of you for being with us today. Of course, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the conference who made it possible. And if you allow me a moment, uh, I mentioned it during the, uh, the morning sessions. Olga and I are absolutely humbled that uh, we have been able to put together this event today. And we are humbled, not, because of the over, not only because of the overwhelming response that we have. I think if we had a few more people in, they would call in the fire department. Uh, we maxed out. But it's not the quantity, it's the quality of the people who came. And above all, it's the quality of the agenda that uh, we have been able to put together in front of you. We have to get today with us the institutional leadership of global shipping. And this institutional leadership of global shipping came to Athens to interact with our Greek peers. So we are uh, really privileged to have with us the IMO Secretary General, uh, the heads of the four major industry organizations, uh, International Chamber of Commerce, Mr. Grimaldi, uh, BIMCO, Sabrina Trao, Intertanko, Mr. Uh, Paolo D'Amico, and uh, Dimitri Stafalios of uh, uh, Intercargo. And of course, they, we are privileged to have with us uh, Ms. Melina Travlos, Travlou, who is the president of the Greek Ship Owners Union, also Marily Frankista, who is the president, among other, of the Maltese Ship Owners Association, uh, and uh, Philippos Philis, who is the president of the European Community Ship Owners Association. And definitely, last but not least, our minister, uh, who today, uh, I understand, put through the parliament and transformative new uh, bill. So I'd like to thank also Nick Tsakos, uh, who has been not only a great friend of ours and a great supporter of everything we do around the world, but who also uh, is the main sponsor, the big sponsor of uh, today's lunch. And uh, with this, I'd like to go to the next. What an amazing context that we have here today this tremendously senior international group with us, that we have the opportunity also to pay our respects to a unique person, Mr. Themistocles Vokos, who has been, thank you. So frankly, we couldn't uh, think of a better opportunity to pay our respects to a person who Everybody knows about Posidonia, but Mr. Vokos is a lot more than Posidonia. Uh, his, if you look at his CV, what he has accomplished around the world is, is unique. If I'm allowed to say, he's uh, an example that uh, I'm trying to follow in our small steps. Very hard to do, of course. Uh, but he is uh, an amazing personality with a global success, a global track record, and of course for us, Posidonia is an amazing, unique uh, achievement. It, uh, it has put Greek shipping uh, in the global map in, in a unique way. It's the largest and uh, best attended uh, trade exhibition and uh, week, maritime week in the world. Uh, and uh, anyway, without saying a lot more, I'd like to 
say how privileged we are to have him with us today. And uh, as he mentioned to me, Nico, when you called me to ask me to accept this, uh, you got me at the moment where I had a few more tsikudya. Uh, and uh, I was in a good spirit, and I said yes. <laughs> so anyway, I'd like to also, uh, Mr. Hadjeleferiadis, whom you all know, and Professor Gramenos are going to make introductory remarks. And uh, I'd like to invite Mr. Hadjeleferiadis to come and introduce Mr. Vokos. Thank you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very happy to be here, and I want to thank Capital Link for inviting me to address you and all and say a few words about my dearest friend, Themistocles Vokus, who has been to be today awarded by your prize for leadership in shipping and, and sea trade and many other things which I'm sure you are all aware of. And I don't know whether you can hear me down there, but I can see you, although I don't recognize any one of you because I'm a little bit passé. I have passed, I have passed from this particular forum some 30 years ago, and I'm very happy to see some of you who more or less carry the same age like me. If you hear me well, I will continue with your permission. Going through the the career of Themistocles Vogels and going through his, if, if you were to be lucky enough to have a copy of his biographical sketch, if you will, you will find out that the Encyclopedia Britannica pales by comparison to what this man has achieved, having started only very young at the age of 26 as a journalist and has arrived today where everybody could associate him with the Posidonia exhibitions. And as, as the, the gentleman before me just said, it's not only the Posidonia that he's involved. Uh, in passing, I will say that Poseidon, as you probably know, the, the, the god of the seas, and especially in the Mediterranean, I don't know how they call Poseidon elsewhere, but uh, he had a lot of children. And one day he spelled to me, he whispered to me that Themistocles is one of his best. And as a result of that, Themistocles decided to, in his, in his, uh, to, so without taking more of the time that had been allowed, Professor Ramenos will, will follow after me, he will take much more time, and he will fill all the gaps that I will unintentionally leave behind. I have in front of me three dates which go back more than 50 years. <clears throat> the first one is 1969. <clears throat> it was the time that the first Posidonia were held at the Zappion Megaron in Athens. I don't know how many of you would remember how, how many of you were present at the time. Thank you, Thibio. Thank you very much. Thank you, Pandeli. 
1970, the Citroën magazine was launched, and it was an effort of few people, as I had the opportunity to read only last night through the internet. And I have here a most beautiful copy of what I picked up, which I'll show you very, it is, there are three men sitting around a table, and there, on the right-hand side of this picture, you see the young Themistocles Bogus, who was no more than, how old were you there, Titham Themistocles? For God's sake, so this is beautiful. This is a beautiful boy here. This is, this is when this guy started it, all of it. But then, if you allow me, and with your permission, I will go into the next date, the next year, which is the most important for me, and I will perhaps take one or two minutes of your time, and I will pass the rest. I will yield the rest of my time to you, as they would say somewhere else. Now, this is 1973, exactly 50 years ago in February. Honestly speaking, 50 years ago in February, I was at the Paris Marine Club. It was a club which has been established a few years before, just maybe two or three years before. And as, as a result of the fact that it was something beautiful, you could see every day a lot of people. And it, unfortunately, a lot of ship-owning companies have left Paris. And as a result of that, if you go today, probably you will not see the amount of people that we used to gather there. So one day at Paris My Club, the father of Themistocles Vokos, Mr. Theodorus Vokos, came in and he announced that his son, Themistocles, he was going to put together the first sea trade conference. At the same time, that conference was going to take place in London and in New York. But at the same time, we have to realize there's five hours difference between London and then seven hours difference from Piraeus. And the whole of the, of the audience and participants at the club at that particular moment, they said, we will go, it's fantastic, etc. That was the first maritime conference under the name Sea Trade. And that was the day that the Sea Trade conferences were instituted and it was. Now, how, what is my connection with that? I would like to recognize in the audience Mr. Pandelis Velisaropoulos, who is a, a compatriot in terms of many, many ways, that we were the only ones, two of us, that we elected to go to New York as opposed to everybody else who went to London. It happened in March, a, a month later, at the uh, Grosvenor House, and at the same time, the one in New York was going to take place at the Hilton Hotel. What a wonderful time we had together on the plane. And when we arrived there, Themis' father and Thodoros' grandfather was there by himself. And he came and he sat next to us. We were the only two Greeks out of many. And we could possibly be about 600 delegates. Amongst them, with permission to mention his name, was Mr. Soros. That was 50 years ago. Beautiful. And there, we knew already that the Citrate Conference in London has taken place, and we knew that 
the man behind this idea, this vision was going to fly and open up the conference also in New York at the same time it happened. This is the man. I would like to congratulate him for that. Such a thing has never happened before, never. And probably it was been copied, maybe, but I don't know the, the fact that two fantastic, <coughs> two fantastic conferences took place. And by the way, I'd like to say this is something which is very, very important, is that the one in London went by the name I always mix my papers here, I don't know why. Probably the age doesn't help me, but the one in London went by the name <clears throat> Sea Trade, Money and Ships. But the one in New York, which is the most beautiful part of it, went by the name Energy, Money and Ships. It was in 1973, and a few months before, as you probably remember, some of you, that the Arab, the Arab oil exporting countries, the organization of the Arab oil decided to nationalize their wealth, which was been, at that time, if you like, taken care of by the major oil companies. It was in October 1973 that the organization of the oil exporting countries imposed an embargo in the United States, which lasted until January the next year the price of oil per barrel, which probably everybody knows that at this very moment in this huge room here, there would be anything between 75 and 85 dollars a barrel. It was two dollars 90 cents. And as a result of the embargo, it went up four times to 11 dollars and some, almost 12 dollars. It followed to 20 and devolved to 40, etc., etc., where we are today. But the vision, the vision of the people behind the first Sea Trade Conference in London and in New York to add the word energy, which is still today very much in our minds continuously, completely, and every day in your minds because you are involved in shipping and you're involved with transportation by sea and you're involved in a environment which has been bombarded continuously from the environmentalists of how to do your business better, etc., and to care about the air, blah, 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 blah. Now, this is shipping, and shipping will need to have energy. Tomorrow, you might need the best energy in the world, which is wind energy, in my opinion, or you might be, the best energy in the world will be to capture the energy from the sun and have photovoltaic, if you like, panels on board your ships, and then you can convert the electricity into having electric generators and then to run the ships. I don't know what you could do, but energy will be always there. And this man, again, he had the vision to include the energy. And where? The people who were in attendance, I don't know how many were in the, 
the government of house, but the 600 or so in New York, the majority of them were oil companies because they knew what was going to happen with the organization of the, of the uh, Arab oil exporting countries that they were going to nationalize. It was a matter of few moments and few days as a result of which the nationalization, we have the creation of the oil trading companies, which probably most of you involved in tankers you must be aware of. I don't believe that I need to add anything more or take more. I yield the rest of my time to you, Professor, and then you can tell more, etc. that this man is worth is worth the award that you're going to receive today, and I want to congratulate the organizers of the uh, uh, of the uh, of this of this event. I want to congratulate them for picking up this gentleman to recognize him. Therefore, what he has done in shipping and the leadership that you provide. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for this uh, emotional and uh, in introduction. Professor Gramenos, now please come to the podium. Um, you are another person who knows Mr. Bocos so well. And we are delighted. The professor flew in from London just for this occasion. He is going to deliver his uh, remarks and then go back. And as we all know the professor for a long time, you can, we can see he's a new professor now. Thank you. Grigori, your presentation. Great. Simple as that. Very spontaneous. Great. But before I start, just one question. Are there any graduates of shipping trade and finance or energy trade and finance? Can I see hands? Yay. All right, all right. That's fine. That's good. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank very warmly Mr. Nicholas Bornozis and Mrs. Olga Bornozis for organizing this excellent forum and for giving me the opportunity and the honor to say briefly a few words, there may be more than a few words, for a very, I would say, entrepreneurial and very creative mind. I'm referring to Mr. Themis, Themisoclis, but from now on, Themis Vokos, who I happen to know since the early 70s, 1970s, or very late 60s. Themis Vokos has always been a very entrepreneurial, with a very creative mind, and the result of this creativity have been vividly visible to many of us. The first which comes to my mind is the Sea Trade magazine that he established in 1970. 
which I read from the very beginning. It was considered the economist of shipping. Interesting articles written by very good journalists with economic and financial expertise, an area that I had an interest. A new world in comparison with the then magazines, uh, shipping magazines which existed. In 1973, another first is what you said. The first Money and Ships Conference at the Grosvenor House Hotel in London, where I participated by representing the National Bank of Greece. We were there, Grigori, 1,100, 1,100 participants. In New York, at the same time, you were approximately 600, you said. Huge number for 1973. New ideas presented and vividly discussed. Dialogue becomes important in the almost silent world of international shipping. In 1988, I will participate in Shanghai to a conference organized by Citrade. The audience were mainly Chinese. I tried to say a couple of jokes at the beginning to warm the atmosphere, no reaction from the audience. I turned to the chairman and said the Chinese hema, humor, if you wish, is well known, but today is absent from this room. In my next joke, the laughter of the participants was spontaneous and very, very loud. We all were learning from the creations of Themis Vokos. At the same time, I will learn that Themis Vokos had established two magazines in uh, Chinese, Maritime China and uh, China Transport. To my surprise, another publication in Chinese, concentrating in health, printed by Themis Vokos in more than four million issues. Did you hear that? F four, more than four million issues. Tend to be a cooperation between Vokos Group and Chinese Ministry of Health with the target how an ancient Chinese medical practice can also be benefited by the use of international contemporary medicine. Themis Vokos, the bridge maker. Since I'm referring to the bridge maker, let me mention another part, another first. The major international conference in Hong Kong, which was attended by Chinese and Asian leaders, prime ministers, 
some of them. While the audience consisted of prominent politicians and uh, business leaders. Keynote speaker, the very influential Henry Kissinger. Yes, Themis Vokos, the bridge maker. In 1989, very many of us from the city of London participated to an innovative movement of Themis Vokos, the creation of the annual Sea Trade Awards. In his own words, the event celebrates the achievements of the maritime community and the contribution that people in shipping have made towards the protection of the marine environment, safety at sea, and innovation in shipping. I left the last, the Athenian Posidonia in 1969 and 1971, which from 1972 take place on a biennial basis. It is at the very international, a very international event of huge proportions, the presence to which is a must for the Greek and international ship owners, ship brokers, charterers, financiers, traders, politicians, and other relevant parties. They know that face-to-face -face meetings over a lunch, a yacht excursion, and brief discussion at a reception can produce meaningful results. They want to be there. For Greece, is of paramount importance. But this is the result, not the target. Posidonia is the outcome of a very special man who has shown originality in his ideas. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I have to make clear that I presented only a tiny part, tiny part of uh, his activities. Very tiny, I have to say. So I'm repeating, it is the outcome of a very special man who has own originality in his ideas, clarity in his aims, and an unstoppable creativity, unstoppable creativity. Creation, ladies and gentlemen, creation justify our lives. Femi, I salute you. I do salute you. Very warm congratulations and every good wish. Thank you. Mr. Vokos, please. 
Let me start, ladies and gentlemen, by saying thank you to Costa, thank you to Gregory for your most warm and general remarks. More generals, more general than I, I really deserve. Those two have been my good friends over many years, so please forgive them if they have been a little over-enthusiastic. My thanks also to Capital Link, Nico and Olga Bornozzi, for presenting me with this special award today. I feel I'm amongst friends and family. I consider myself fortunate to have been close to the shipping industry and its people, all of you, for over 60 years, and to have followed the ups and downs of this amazing business that keeps the wheels of the world economy turning. Many have tried to explain what propelled the Greeks from a small country with no external trade to talk of to the leadership position they enjoy today controlling the largest and most sophisticated merchant fleet in the world. Maybe our long history as adventurous seafarers going back thousands of years played a part. Maybe it was the strength of the Greek family business with all the flexibility and energy that comes from that, or maybe the ability to deal with the changing circumstances, the volatile shipping markets, in a quick and effective way, something that the corporate mindset cannot easily digest. And maybe also a sense of cultural agility that turns the world into your oyster. When it comes to global shipping, Greece sits at the top table with a voice to be reckoned and with a record to be proud of. It was my early interactions with Greek ship owners and others in the maritime community as a young reporter in the late 50s and early 60s in London and New York that inspired me to look at the world as one universe where anything was possible anywhere. My own maritime adventure started in September 1956, when at the age of 17, I boarded the Liberty ship Virginia, Virginia in Trieste bound for Norfolk, Virginia. The ship was named after the wife of Anthony Papadakis, mother of my schoolmate, lifelong friend, and partner, Nikki Papadakis. And it took us 28 days to get there, encountering on our way Hurricane Betsy, uh, which meant that uh, although the captain kept the ship onto the weather and the waves, we went backwards for three days. This voyage and the return, uh, the return one in the winter of 57, from Baltimore to Antwerp, on board the Liberty ship Norlandia, belonging to the Venizelos family, instilled in me a lasting sense of respect for and love of the sea, as well as the realization, romantic as it may be on one level, but very real as well, that the oceans were joining 
people and cultures rather than separating us. And it was this bringing of people together and creating a marketplace like the ancient Agora under the Acropolis where people could meet, debate, and exchange ideas that became an extension of my work as a journalist and later as the publisher of Sea Trade. In the early 70s, the various elements of the shipping industry were operating in separate boxes, as Gregory and Costa mentioned. It became Posidonia's and Sea Trade's mission to organize conferences, exhibitions, and training programs around the world, from Rio to Tokyo, from London to Hong Kong, and from Miami to Shanghai. None of these events could have happened without the early support, guidance, and advice of some extraordinary personalities. I had the privilege to know some of them. Amongst them, John C. Caras, Anthony Chantres, George P. Livanos, John Hatsipateras, Michael Peratikos, Periclis Panagopoulos, who guided us in setting up the Sea Trade Miami Cruise Convention, Nikos Soutos at the 81 Pan-African Convention in Monrovia, and Frixos and Basil Papakristidis and Mimi Chandris, who played a key role in our Cairo and Kuwait Arab conferences. If I'm name dropping, it is for a very good reason. As I receive this award today, I want to pay tribute to those shipping leaders who supported me as early as they did and who shared our vision that bringing the maritime community together was, despite the opposition of a few, a good thing for this important industry, helping to articulate policies, canvas for its collective interests, raise its profile, and very importantly, promote a positive image of the shipping industry to the public and the wider world. One such person was Frank Chow, Sabrina Chow's uncle, a good friend of Greece and a close friend of mine who introduced me to the vibrant maritime communities of Hong Kong, China, and Japan. I remember my first meeting with Frank at the Posidonia 1972 over a drink at the Estee Palace when he told me, go east, young man. Advice I followed, which led me to living in Hong Kong for some 20 years and developing close connections in China and Japan with business initiatives in diverse industries beyond shipping. Of course, at the heart of everything and at the heart of our work was and is Posidonia, which has become an institution that promotes the achievements of Greek shipping, highlights Greece as a global maritime center, and brings the international maritime communities together every two years. It was my father Theodore and his colleague Dick Stubbs and Dimitri Kopanitsas, who, with me as a young apprentice, gave birth to the idea of Posidonia back in 1965. Today, I share this award with my long-standing Posidonia colleagues, my comrade in arms, Dimitri Mikhail, my nephew Sodoris, who has taken the baton and is leading the charge, and our Posidonia team who are spreading the global message that Posidonia is 
a big event to be attended to and promote the achievements of Greek shipping ever further afield. Let me end on a personal note. Doing the job I did and trekking from one side of the world to the other over so many years was as stimulating as it was rewarding and it was also a lot of fun. If there was a price to pay for this disruptive way of life, I escaped it. As my wife Jenny stayed the course with me all through this period, stayed by my side, and as I was going in, as I was coming in from one door and getting out from the other, she was there always by my side, as I said. So after being 57 years together and enjoying time now with our four children and 11 grandchildren, I do consider myself a very lucky man. Thank you. So thank you all for being here today. And many thanks again, Nico, for this award that gave me an opportunity to be amongst friends and to reminisce. Thank you.